you know, when you hit March of 2020 and your business model is showing you to start hitting that, you know, that hockey stick, you, you know, you, you're not really anticipating a pandemic of epic proportion, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so we had to shift our whole mar marketing, you know, plan, um, got very creative on deal structures, you know, when you have frozen budgets or people that just can't spend money um, or just don't have a budget. Um, so, yeah. so those were all good, good lessons as well. I mean, how do we, how do we penetrate you know, in tough circumstances and, mm -hmm. uh, and fortunate enough for us, you know, we, we still grew very, very strong in, in 2020. This is Found in the Rockies, a podcast about the startup ecosystem and the Rocky Mountain region, the founders, funders, and contributors, and most importantly, the stories of what they're building. I'm Les Craig from Next Frontier Capital, and on today's show, we have Dan DeCloss, who is the founder and CEO of PlexTrack. Today we'll be talking all about cybersecurity. We'll talk about what got Dan excited about this field in the first place, what he sees as the, some of the current threats that are out there, and how his company, how his cybersecurity platform, PlexTrack, can help. Hi, Dan. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Les. Yeah, thanks for thanks for inviting me on the show. I've been been looking forward to it. So we we have been looking forward to it as well. And I got to tell you, uh, you're our first Idaho founder on the show. So we're ah, we're also excited great. about that. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fun. Yeah, it's fun to it's fun to represent Boise in in Idaho. Uh, you know, and the the growing tech scene here. It's it's really exciting. So very cool. To Dan, to start off, why don't you? Uh, I love your background story and kind of the inspiration. Why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of your, you know, start wherever you want, maybe growing up or wherever you want <laughs> and just, just take it up to the point of where you kind of got the inspiration. For yeah. 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 No, I think that's good. I mean, I think, um, I think being an entrepreneur, you know, has always been a dream of mine in some capacity. You know, it, it's kind of funny because I think back to like when I, when I, Growing up, my dad and I uh, started a small business, a side business. I played baseball growing up. And so, um, you know, we, I, I was a family of two teachers, you know, so we didn't have a lot of money. And, and so we weren't going to go build a batting cage in our backyard to, to be able to practice. So we'd go out to the, the fields and we'd hit, then you have to go gather all the balls and, and it just took a long time in between the hitting sessions. Right. So we were like, it'd love, be great to have a batting cage. So we actually built our own. Right. And, and then, um, we were like, Hey, this is pretty nice. You know, it's a portable batting cage in your backyard. Maybe we could sell these. So, you know, so we, we started selling them online. This is the late nineties, right? So like e-commerce was not a big thing at all. <laughs> so we're selling, we're selling batting cages online. And that kind of got me, I mean, li literally to sell anything online in the late nineties was right. like, wow, but yeah. bat batting cages. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, um, so it was, a, it was a great, it was a great foray into just, you know, what, it, what it's like to kind of, you know, own a business. And, and I, I got the bug, I got excited about it. Um, that, that was always kind of a side thing. You know, I was uh, very math and science oriented. So I, I went to college, but I actually majored in business my very first year. And my very first term paper was about the value of entrepreneurship um, and, and what it does for the economy and, and building small, small companies that, that help, help grow the, you know, grow the market. And, and then, and then they get, you know, tend to get acquired by larger companies and it just helps build jobs and things like this. Um, but I, I ended up, um, uh, changing majors to computer science just because I, I, I like solving problems and things like that. <clears throat> and, um, 
And so, uh, so I graduated with a, a bachelor's in computer science and I got accepted into this master's program called the scholarship for service program through the Naval postgraduate school in computer science, uh, with an emphasis in cybersecurity. So I, I started having this interest in security and, um, and so, you know, got, was very blessed and fortunate to go to this program. A great, a great, uh, opportunity for me, I got to rub shoulders with just some really brilliant people in in the DoD and in in the early days of. I mean, I would say in some of the in the more early days of cyber, right? It wasn't the very very beginning of cybersecurity, but there weren't a lot of jobs in security back then, right? So you you really did need to work for the government to to have a formal job in security. Um, which which by the way, I mean, I think that's a really important point to make because we think of cyber now as like an established category, but. But you're absolutely right. Like even at the C level in companies, like the the chief information security officer, like that position was created when? Like in the early was it early two thousands, maybe late. And, and, and if that, you know, I mean, yeah. like and, and you, I mean, even today, a lot of companies won't have that kind of a role, right? It's, right. it's a director level or maybe a VP level, but um, but regardless, there was not. I mean, if you were if you were head of security, you were doing everything. Right. Right. <laughs> Physical security, making yeah. sure the building was locked at night, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, but but like naturally, you know, I mean, cyber really kind of you know was born out of the Department of Defense, at least you know in the U.S. Right? You know, out of necessity, World War II, and and you know, keeping secrets and things like this. So, so it was just a great opportunity for me to really get exposed to a new new world, and I loved I loved the security space, and so I I wore a lot of hats in those early days, you know, forensics and incident response and vulnerability management, and then I really started to find my niche in security testing, more specifically, you know, penetration testing, um, and even more specific than that, like application security pen testing. So hacking websites and hacking mobile device, uh, mobile apps and embedded devices and things like that. Um, it was just a big puzzle to me, right? Um, I mean, what a, what a, what a diversion from uh, a being a business major in short order. I mean, naval <laughs> postgrad school. I mean, right. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 you know, and I always, I've, but I always had that kind of that bug or that 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 notion that like I'd like to start my own business at some point. You know, mm -hmm. um, just had that kind of idea, and you know, and and truthfully, I just felt like I felt like there would be a great opportunity in 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 the computer science realm at the time when I changed majors, not really knowing that what a great opportunity there would be down the road in, in security specifically. So, um, so yeah, so I, you know, I started, I started there in the DOD and then I moved on to a DOD contractor <clears throat> and was doing just a lot of security assessment work, um, testing, testing other agencies, um, and then, and then really, you know, kind of honed in on more penetration testing. Uh, and that's when I started to kind of feel the pain of what PlexTrack solves today, right? Mm -hmm. um, so kind of early in my career, as a penetration tester, probably any kind of security assessor or auditor, you hate writing the final report. Right. It's just, it's a, it's a drag. You'd much rather just be hacking. Right. Doesn't, doesn't everybody in every industry hate writing that final report? <laughs> right. It's like, it's the thing you put off to the very, very end until, until your boss is hounding you on where's that report. And then, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but especially hackers, I would imagine. Oh yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's no, there's no love loss between reporting and hacking. Right. Um, so, uh, so, so, you know, but I also felt like, man, this is, we, we are some of the highest paid technologists identifying some of the biggest risks in, in, in these environments. And we're still like 
spending an inordinate amount of time resizing screenshots in Word documents, right? And trying to format text. And, and you know, it just felt like an utter waste of time to me, right? And so anytime I get, I feel that way, I'm going to try and automate something, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, which, yeah. Like most hackers do, right? If, if I have to do something more than once that I don't like, I'm going to find a way to automate it as best I can. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. Um, so... So yeah, so that was kind of the 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 initial notion of PlexTrack was like I hate hate writing these reports. The other thing, you know, and I, I continued to move on to I went I was a principal um, at Veracode on their testing team, and then I was also at Mayo Clinic and Anthem Blue Cross, you know. So mm -hmm. and as a penetration tester on these teams and and experienced the same problem everywhere I went. Right, hated writing reports, took a long time, and then once you delivered it, like what happens to it? Right, this is like a three hundred. It could be upwards of three hundred pages of just documentation but what is what does somebody do with that and yeah and that's not not to be understated there because that actually in this line of work in particular you know when we're talking about um you know red teaming versus blue teaming and and sort of the intersection of those things in cyber and maybe maybe for our, our our listeners it would be good to talk about that a little bit but that that's almost even more important than the pen test right Exactly. Like, fix it because it's gonna right. something's gonna be wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, can I kind of clarify? You know, a red team is that what we would call the proactive team. They're the ones you know doing the assessment in whatever capacity. I mean, there's you can get nuanced. You know, there's some people that are, oh, the pen tester's not a red teamer and those things. But at the end of the day, it's the offensive capabilities, right? Trying mm -hmm. to trying to find the security gaps uh, before the bad guys actually do. The blue team are the ones that are responsible for defending against those, right? So there's this in responsibility to collaborate between those teams right and and for the longest time and even now i mean there's still a very segmented view of those teams right there's not sure. a lot of collaboration that happens but it's important because the red team is going to deliver some of the, the most critical findings that you might have in your environment the blue team's got to do something with that <clears throat> and they may not even know how to how to fi go about fixing them so that was the other that was the another issue i was recognizing was the, the lack of collaboration post-engagement on these findings. You, so you basically come back a year later and you'd basically rewrite the same report, you know, because they <laughs> hadn't fixed anything, right? And that's got to be the only thing that's worse than writing the re report in the first place is having to rewrite the same thing. <laughs> right. yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, from a consulting perspective, hey, the, the cash is still green. They're still paying us, right? But, yeah. you know, but from the mission, you know, like we're not making progress here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so we actually, I mean, you know, we actually do want to help you improve and avoid getting breached. Um, so there, there, in my mind, there had to be a better way, right? A better way to collaborate on these on these risks. Um, and so that was really the impetus for PlexTrack. I started writing it a, a, as a side project um, with the intent that this could be a business at some point, but, you know, um, my risk management sense of like, I'm not just going to go out and raise money on, on this idea. I'm going to try and validate it. And, and if I, if, if it doesn't come to fruition as a business, at least I'm solving a problem that I know I have. Right. So I'll be, wait, the, I'll be the one and only user of it. Right. And wait, wait a minute. Is this, is this something that is uh, a character characteristic of Idaho founders? Cause I would say that is not what I've seen in the Bay area. You know, I mean, 
I, you know, you I, wanted I, to actually validate this idea before you went out and raised a couple million bucks. Come on. Why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's an Idaho founder thing or if it's, you know, uh, uh, you know, I've just, I, I having been in security and like, you know, risk management is like innate in my bones. Right. It's like, I'm not just going to like, you know, drop everything as, as a, as a whim. I, I want to have some validation. Right. I know. I'm totally, I'm totally teasing you, but I think it's, it's really, it's, it's really, I think great. Great that you said that because I think it's an important, uh, it, it's really an important takeaway, I think, for other founders that are listening in our region because I think more and more that is more important. Like if you're building a company in the Rockies, um, it's, it's, it's important to get that, that early validation, right? Yeah. And you yeah. did, and you did it. Right. Yeah, I did. You know, I mean, I, I, I have, you know, a great, and this is what's great about being in the cybersecurity space. I mean, and I'm sure other industries as well, I just only have my experience in cyber is that the, the network of people are very helpful, right? So I got great feedback early on. Oh, you know, you may, we might want to consider this or look into this, but, but all good signal and then just continue to build out the product on the side. And then, and then actually got some early customers, right? Some people that were actually willing to pay for it. <laughs> so, you know, and, and it's funny when you look at the product today versus what it was three, four years ago, it's, I'm like, wow, somebody actually offered to pay for that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but you must have been doing something right, right? Yeah. I mean, it's something yeah. that was solving a real problem, a real pain point for those customers. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the look in the, the look and the feel, you know, far, um, you know, I mean, the, the, the utility of the, of the function that we were solving you know, far outweighed, you know, the look and the feel of the UI and the UX and things like yeah. that. Right. So, so we knew, or I knew I was onto something here in terms of like, Hey, I've got a problem that I'm solving and other people have it as well. So just continue to, to build that out and get, you know, get that early, early traction market validation to the point where I'm like, okay, I, I really do think I have something here. I'll, I'll quit the day job. <clears throat> right. So what was there was there a do you remember that moment like do you remember the inspiration or or maybe you know telling a friend or a mentor and them saying you know are you crazy or like any, <laughs> was there any moment like that it had been building right you know i mean because yeah. like, fortunately so i worked at a company called sensi here in in boise well meridian technically outside of boise um entrepreneur friendly folks. I mean, they have a great story as well. Um, and so, you know, it, it was no secret what, I, what I was doing and, and, and what I was planning on doing if this was a thing. Um, and so, so it was, it was really helpful to just have mentors around me, not only at Sensi, but even in the, in the, in Boise, you know, we have this uh, group called Trailhead, which is kind of, you know, helps early founders. And so there's, there's a really good sense of community here too, for just helping entrepreneurs. And so it, it was kind of like, it kind of been building to the point where I just kind of realized like I am, I, I'm now hurting the business by not doing this full time. So I either need to make a decision, I need to make a decision to just shut it down or go all in. And, and I, you know, I wasn't going to shut it down because I, I really felt like I had something here. Right. So, um, so, I mean, it, so there was, there was, it was kind of, it was kind of building. It was not this like light bulb moment, like, Oh, I got to do this, but it's like, yeah. yeah, no, this, the time is right. Um, got it. So, um, so I, I quit almost almost three years ago to the day, March 1st of 2019 was when I quit the day job and started PlexTrack full-time. I mean, that, that must seem like an eternity ago. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the longest, quickest three years of my life, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, it, it is, it is weird. Uh, thinking about like what the business has done, you know, it's all, it's just been par paralleling to the pandemic and everything geopolitical you know, that's happened in the last three years. It's just crazy. That's right. right. Just weird. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, inc incredible. In fact, cause so, so let's, let's, let's talk about that, that journey of the business a little bit. So basically 
it was about a year before COVID you jumped into this full right. time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and glad I didn't have a crystal ball. Right. You know, cause like, that would have been like, that would have played into a decision like, Ooh, should I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. It was, I mean, um, so yeah, so I'm, you know, so we're in March of 2019 and, and, um, I, my plan was to do some consulting to help pay the bills. Mm -hmm. I figured that I'd probably need to go raise money at some point, but I did not quit with the, like with a pitch deck in hand to go start raising money on the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, I just kind of, I kind of knew like, Hey, at at some point I'll probably go raise money to help grow and scale this thing. But you know, I was still in that bootstrap mentality when I quit. Would you say, so in, in Boise, uh, would you say that is sort of the ethos like other founders that you interact with? Is that generally, you know, kind of bootstrap for the first, you know, six months or is that the mentality or is there people raising I, know, I would idea say, stage? I would say maybe, maybe three to five years ago, probably, you know, I mean, I would say it's kind of start, starting to shift a little bit. And, and again, I, I, you know, I've been so caught up in, in, in my own thing, but I try to, I try to stay connected to the, you know, to the ecosystem. And, and so I, I think that, I think it's, it's shifting a little bit more where, um, I mean, I, I'm probably kind of an anomalous use case in like, I mean, I had, I had really kind of worked on this for like three years, right? Before True. I dove in full time. And I think, I think it's probably like, yeah, that six to nine month, Hey, do I have, do I think I've got some validation and then, and then develop a plan to go raise capital. And, and, and truthfully, that's, you know, my journey is going to be unique and, and different, but um, you know, it, you know, if I were to do it again, the timing just worked out for me. You know, I, I think if I'd have gone to try to raise money earlier, it would have been a little harder, <clears throat> um, to be honest, because ah. in the cyberspace, you know, moving things to the cloud, especially like pen test results and things like that, that that's never going to happen. Right. And now, <laughs> and now it is right. You know, um, sure. but, um, and we still have an on-premise offering to support those, um, those customers. But, you know, five years ago, the cloud, anything in the cloud, you know, was, not, not, not usually a, a good <laughs> yeah. thing. Right? Well, for sure. And, and just the timing, you know, being, being positioned to capitalize on that opportunity and the timing of it seemed yeah. like it really worked out well for, for you. Yeah. 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 So, so, so not, sh- not long after that, I, I actually was introduced to uh, uh, um, Mike Self, who is the founder or co-founder of, of Stage.O. And they were planting a flag here in Boise as an early stage venture capital firm um, to, to invest in Boise-based companies, right, at, at, the, at that seed stage. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, you know, I got to know him and, and Stage.O really well. Um, he was really impressed with what with the traction I'd already had. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of told my story of like, yeah, I think, I think we do want to raise money. Um, you know, I just didn't have a plan. And so they were very helpful early on, you know, helping just kind of helping formulate my thoughts around, you know, what does a pitch deck look like, you know, and things like that. I mean, I had a, I had a small one. Yeah. But it was not, you know, it was not what you would, <laughs> you know, it's not what you, you would know. want to take to take to Sand Hill Road, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. and that, yeah. you know, and that's, that's, that's where Stage Auto has just been a great partner. Right. So, so we got to know each other really well and they, they were really impressed with me and, and, and what we were doing. And so, um, so we signed a term sheet in August of 2019, um, for our, that seed investment. And, uh, and then that's, that's really what started throwing gas on the fire. Right. Yeah. Because you know, then I could yeah. go hire some folks and start doing some marketing and some true marketing and not just kind of the gorilla friend network kind of marketing. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so, I mean, that's kind well, of the early start. 
What were some of the unanticipated challenges? You know, I think a lot of founders, you know, probably some of our listeners think uh, like, oh, like I raised the seed round now. Now all my problems are solved. <laughs> like what what comes next? Like what are some of the next level? Of yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're you're always going to then start start focusing on are we hitting targets, right? And numbers, right? And that and that, you know, that continues to um elevate over time, right? I mean, it's just the numbers get bigger, right? <laughs> you know, and same with like hiring and and and, and payroll or you know, things things that you just kind of you know you know exist but you never really had a lot of, you know, in, intimate exposure to them, right? You know? Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like everything is a risk. It's just like over time some of those risk bumps get bigger, like right, they just yeah. like yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so I mean things like, you know, you, 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 you not only are trying to grow a business, but you're trying to build a team. And so you've got personnel, you know, you, everything that comes with being a leader of people you, you get exposed to, you know, good and the bad. Right. And mm -hmm. so, um, some things just come out of left field and you're like, wow, I did not anticipate this happening, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think, I think there's all the, there's all the kind of the, the, you know, the other aspects of owning and running a business, you know, related to people and HR and, and and those kinds of things, in addition to hey, building the product and and getting the go to market motion, you know, moving in the right direction. So you just kind of get it. It is a trial by fire in some regards, right? <clears throat> because now the not so much. I mean, like I say the pressure's on. You know, I, I put a lot of internal pressure on myself, right? Like, hey, I want to perform. I want to make sure we're, you know, being good stewards of this capital, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So and so, yeah. and so from that investment until you know, COVID, right? <laughs> what, what, what happened like in terms of the business or like, did you feel good about kind of the trajectory trajectory you were on? Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, obviously we didn't have any data at that point to, to compare to, we were, we were basically kind of heading into Q4 of 2019. So, you know, so, so early lessons learned there was like, okay, we got to get in people's budgets ahead of q4 you know for the next year right so yep. so those those were just some early learnings of like okay you know, we got to make sure when we're building pipeline like here's here's some key milestones for a lot of people's budgeting years and things like that um and then how do we talk about the business and stuff so yeah so so was excited about the trajectory that we were headed into late in 2019 and then early into into q1 of of, of 2021 business modeling and and all of that is you know, you know, comes into play of like, um, and, and this is what you learn too, is like, as you build the pipeline, then really focusing on here's the actual commits that, you know, we're going to forecast rather than kind of a, kind of a, an estimate of like, <laughs> of like what you think you're going to do right in the, in the, yep. in the quarter or the year. Um, so all these lessons learned, right. You know, just, uh, as you grow, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, you know, when you hit March of 2020 and your business model is showing you to start hitting that, you know, that hockey stick, you know, you're not really anticipating a pandemic of epic proportion, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so we had to shift our whole marketing, you know, plan, um, got very creative on deal structures, you know, when you have frozen budgets or people that just can't spend money um, or just don't have a budget. Um, so, yeah. so those were all good, good lessons as well. I mean, how do we, how do we penetrate 
you know, in tough circumstances and, mm-hmm. uh, and fortunate enough for us, you know, we, we still grew very, very strong in, in 2020. And I think that's a testament to the product. And I think as a testament to the team of just having that grit and, and, and also good partners, you know, like having a seed investor at that stage in the game was very, very valuable for us. Right. You know, for sure. They were in the trenches with us. Right. And so, yeah. um, so if there's, if there's a benefit to having, you know, um, you know, friends and, and mentors in your corner, there's that, right. They're, they, they will be there to help you through things that nobody ever would have anticipated. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Well, and, and I think it, 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 to, to highlight it too, you think about this, you had a, a local firm, you know, clearly with an intention and, and, uh, of supporting founders at the, you know, at, at the local level, they're in your backyard, yeah. lead that seed round. And then what happened? Then you went out and raised an A and what happened? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, um, so, you know, we, you know, we, 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 we had a great 2020, um, started getting some interest in, in an A in early of 2021. And so, you know, our initial plans were to maybe do that later in 2021, but we thought, Hey, we're getting some good interest and some good potential partners here. Like why, why, why not? You know, let's, let's, let's go for it. Um, so yeah, so, so then found some, just some great partners, you know, in Nora Mosley and Madrona. Right. Um, so, um, bringing... never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I think I love the story, Dan, cause you think about it now you have like one of the, you know, tier one coastal firms make leading, a it was a $10 million series. A, I think if I remember yep. right, $10 million. million series a in Boise. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, very exciting. So, and has that, is that happening more often now? Are you seeing, cause like when I read about this the first time I was like, wow, that's, that's the first like $10 million series a cyber deal I've seen in Idaho. I mean, it was like the first. definitely cyber. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I think the exciting thing about Boise, you know, in the treasure Valley is there's, there are a lot of, you know, up and coming great startups. Right. And I mean, tackle IO, I don't know if you've, heard of those guys, but they, oh, yeah. they suppose a big C round. Right. I mean, so they've, yep. they've been, they've been on a great trajectory and, and then you got groups like love every and, and gather and, and um, you know, and then a lot of the portfolio companies coming out of stage.o, you know, goodbye and, and Karis, you know, some, so just, <clears throat> just a lot of momentum. So I, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting to hear those. And what's also exciting is that it's not just kind of a one-off or a one and done from my perspective. I think yeah. there's momentum building, you know, um, fitted is another company that's, that's, that's you know been raising here or had raised a series a recently so it's super exciting yeah. and then how did how did things change after the series a or did they i mean is it's kind of a leading question oh sure <laughs> but, yeah, yeah yeah no i mean it, it's always going to change right you've got a new you've got new investors you've got a new board um you've got you know you know more expectations um <clears throat> but just definitely more rigor and process you know that we were really focused on right it's like how do we mm-hmm. and 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 then hiring like crazy right i mean at the seed round at the seed round it's like you're balancing the cash you know and and you know the product i mean you're 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 in a much more kind of balancing mode not not that you're not being prudent at any level but but it's 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 a little tighter right and so so that really freed up the capital to to go hire you know you know more people on the team to really accelerate everything that we wanted to do both on the product side and the marketing side and the sales side. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so definitely, you know, was a, was, was a, a fun whirlwind of, you know, like, Hey, we've got this, this capital. Let's go, let's go continue to build the team and, and get the right people in, on the bus, so to speak. And, um, and then, uh, you know, just continue to focus on hitting, hitting our sales goals. Right. So. Yeah. Super exciting. So that was April of 21. 
And then, you know, you're, you're working on hitting those numbers, working on hitting those goals. And then lo and behold, February of 20 of this past year, tell us what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so actually in the fall, um, insight, uh, so, so, you know, after the seed round, and this is something, I guess, you know, you learn, you know, it, once you get investment, you get, you know, and, and, and that announcement comes out in some capacity. So when our seed announcement came, comes out, you start getting this influx of people wanting to know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I happen to hear about you. Now tell me more. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah. Uh, I'm really interested in PlexTrack. <laughs> you know, so, it's like, that's funny. Yeah. You never returned any of my cold emails before, but okay. No, I mean, you know, and, and I, I was not, I had never really reached out to investors, to be honest, you know, so oh. so I, I started getting some, you know, some people coming to me and, and not having exposure in the realm of investment, you know, this is where I, you know, I turned to Mike, I'm like, Hey, are these some people I should talk to? He's like, yeah, you should, you should, you should get on there. You should get on their radar. Right. And, and one of those groups early on was insight. Um, and so we had met in person back in, um, February of 2020, uh, at the RSA conference. This is literally like COVID is just about to like go off. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah. So yeah, so I, I met, uh, is, and, and uh, Evan, who's now our, our board member, I had met him back in, in February of 2020. Um, and so, so just a great conversation. And I learned a lot more about Insight. Um, and so, so after the A, they had reached out just, Hey, like, like love to kind of stay connected and, 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 and stay in touch. And so, so we, we connected back in the, in the fall of 20 of last year, 2021, um, and, and in my head, it was, let's, you know, can continue to keep them warm for when we might go for a B. Right. And, and they clearly had a lot more interest. I, I mean, not, I mean, they, they clearly were interested in, 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 you know, preempting our B, you know, and, um, you know, had, had gotten some good feedback from some other partners that we worked with and some other customers and things like that. So, um, definitely, you know, really excited to have a, have a part have a partner like insight, um, just bring a wealth of resources and knowledge and, and good in, you know, a good portfolio of security companies already. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, you know, fortunately for us, it, it was not like, hey, we're going to go raise a B. It's just like we we had been talking with them and 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 was we really excited about the potential partnership and 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 so so worked out a great deal. That's great. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's always I I love it when you know great things happen to great founders and like for it's like you can't ask for a more streamlined process. Like it's the right partner the right interest. It's like, that's amazing. It's, it's yeah. It happened that way. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, I, I know it's rare, right? And, you know, yeah. I feel very blessed, you know, but, uh, um, but no, Dan, yeah. I got, I got to say too, you're like the most humble hacker I've ever met. I got to, <laughs> I got to give you that badge. This was a $70 million series B. Yeah. Like this is not trivial. This is an amazing round, especially for our region. So yeah, yeah, I know it's exciting, and and it's it's funny because like you know, um, I'm I'm always going to be the kind of guy like I'm I'm excited. This this is a great milestone. I'm going to mark our progress, you know. But we still got a lot of work to do, right? You know, we're <laughs> you, know, you know we're of course. you know there's you know we we do we're mission oriented. We want to make an impact in the cyberspace. You know, we want to be that. Yeah. You know, we want to be the mission critical platform for every security team, and mm -hmm. and so that's that's where our mind 
mindset is, right? And that's where our focus is. And so the capital helps us helps us get there, bringing the right partners to the table. And I think that's probably, there's one thing that I've always tried to maintain focus on is I've, I've, I've always wanted the business to be in a position where we could bring the right partners to the table, right? And, yeah. and weren't going to be in this, oh, I, I just need to go get cash or we're going to be out of, you know, we're going to be out of, we're not going to be able to make payroll. Um, so I feel very, very fortunate that we've been in those kinds of positions where we, we did have, you know, the ability to, to find the right people, you know, that, that, that work well with us. Right. So, yeah. How have, how have you developed as a leader and as the CEO of this company? I mean, when I th you think from like, from batting cages until now, like I imagine you've, you've really undergone some significant growth as a leader. Like if you reflect on that, what, what are some of the biggest things you've, you've learned and worked on? Yeah, no, I think that's a great, great point because, you know, I've always had a, you know, a natural bend towards leadership, right? In any, in anything I've done, it's probably more my type, type A personalities. Like we've got to get work done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the reins. Right. But, um, uh, you know, I've, I've really actually you know, purposefully focused on my leadership development, you know, taking, uh, going to leadership conferences, you know, reading leadership books and, you know, and, 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 you know, I was a, I was a, a, a people leader at Sensi, you know, I was a director. So I, you know, I had some exposure to that aspect. And so I've just always enjoyed it too. So it's what I've wanted to do, even though I, you know, I, yeah, I have two degrees in computer science. It's, you know, I'm kind of a nerdy, I'm, I'm like your most atypical nerd, <laughs> you know, I'm just a, a goofball, but, uh, but no, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's something that I've actually very put a lot of work into as well as just how to, how to be a good leader and a leader of people. And then as a CEO, what are the, you know, <clears throat> what are the next things that I need to be focused on as we continue to grow? Right. So, yep. Awesome. And, and what about as a leader in, in the cybersecurity space um, and, and specifically in sort of this, this purple teaming area that you operate in, what are, what are some of the things that are really important to you or, or maybe what, what keeps you up at night in terms of, you know, solving big problems for that are you know, critical? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think at the, at the industry, for the industry perspective, you know, I really feel like there's, there's a huge sense of urgency, right. You know, from the, in the, in the cyber world, right. That, that there's, that, that there's only going to be more attacks. There's only going to be more sophisticated, um, you know, breaches. And so, so how can we help these, you know, companies of any size, you know, get better, right. And move the needle forward. Um, you know, there's so much noise in the world in the cyberspace, right? And so, how do you stay focused on the signal? And and that's that's really what we try to do. Is we, you know, our mission is to help teams win the right cybersecurity battles. So, they, helping them stay focused on the right things today that that can move their their posture in a better direction. So, those are the things that keep me up at night. I mean, I think there's there's there is there's a lot of capital in the cybersecurity space, which is good and bad, in my opinion. Right? Mm -hmm. Is is good from the perspective of we have we have awareness and we have need and there's a market. Um, but I, I really implore, I mean, I, I try to keep this principle to myself and I implore like other security founders, like focus on actually solving problems and not just chasing more money or an exit. Right. You know, it's, you know, because yeah. then, then you're not really helping people, you know, in the security space, you're just kind of, I don't know what you call that, but, <laughs> but you're uh, making the world a better place. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so, so those are the, those are the things, some of the things that keep me up at night, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and obviously, you know, wanting our company to be positioned well as we grow and, and, uh, you know, it's a big change when you knew everybody in the company and, and as much as I'd like to know everybody in the company, I, I just, I, I don't. Right. And so, so finding ways to stay connected to everybody 
is is important. Um, I, I would imagine, especially in sort of the remote workforce kind of world that we live in, it's even more difficult, right? I mean, sure. you you the the majority of your growth as a company has come post COVID. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Where where are your employees? Are they all generally in region, or do you have people all over time, different time zones? Yeah, we've got we've got um, about two thirds of our folks are in the Treasure Valley in the Boise mm -hmm. area here. Um, awesome. Now, not everybody comes into the office though, right? So sure, sure. Fine, you know, like that's 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 the culture. Um, and then and then the rest are are just scattered, right? So yep. Oh, excuse me, <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, scattered across the country, right? So, yep. um, so that's that's yeah, you're right. In in a remote culture, how do you how do you stay connected? And 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 part of that is building a good good leadership team to to help them stay connected to the to the company and the culture as well, right? So yeah, for sure. Um, what about uh, just just you know, in terms of the the company's future, like what are you really excited about right now, either from a product perspective or a growth perspective or kind of crystal ball 2022, like what's, what's getting you really excited? Yeah. I mean, I'm excited, you know, you know, we've kind of, we've, we've been in this purple teaming mindset and we, we continue to abstract that out. Right. And so from the product perspective, I'm excited about being able to abstract, you know, away the more, uh, the more technical nuance of like purple teaming to to a more collaborative risk management you know you know pro program right and being more continuous uh, assessment focused and being able to identify here are the key risks that we need to be focused on today so so we're you know from a product perspective we're really emphasizing how do you uh, you know how do you get a good view of these are the top risks and then you know do those change over time right and are we making progress so so that, those are the things that we're really focused on from a product perspective and it's exciting to see you know some of that come together um, so basically uh, taking that that workflow data you know and 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 then actually making it into something tangible for from, from a higher level, right? So that, that directors mm -hmm. and CISOs can say like, okay, we're making progress. Here's, here's where some of our biggest gaps are. And, and let's go, you know, let's go attack those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that sounds, that sounds like it would, it's a very impactful strategy specifically for the enterprise. Um, what do you, what do you, how do you think about cybersecurity for, you know, the, the, the little guys or, or just, just down market, you know, whether it's, yeah it's SMB or, um, you know, or kind of mid-market, like how do yeah. you think about well, and it's actually, I mean, it's actually part of our, our model, right? I mean, we, we sell to a lot of consulting firms and MSSPs, right? So MSSPs really, you know, really tap into that mid-market, you know, and below space, right? So, because not every company is going to be able to afford an internal security team, right? And so, yeah. so by selling to the, uh, to the MSSPs who can use PlexTrack on behalf of their customers, you know, really helps tap into that market. Yeah. And so that's, that's how we approach it today. I do think that, uh, I think that over time security will become more accessible, you know, and it's not, um, you know, it's not only for the large budgets, you know, and, and, and we feel like we'll be positioned to really be able to, uh, facilitate those, those SMB, uh, you know, players as well in that capacity where, where PlexTrack is really the central platform for tracking and managing your, your, you know, critical risks. Mm -hmm. Cool. I mean, I, I think it's definitely, it's, it's so needed, uh, for, you know, just, just continues. I think as, as the category just continues to get more and more complex, it's like, what do you, what do these smaller players do? Right. Um, and whether it's, it's tech enabled services or, I mean, but it's, it's just, it's really hard even, even just to, to buy, let alone, you know, connect all the data, you know, configure and then ongoing monitoring and, you know, uh, 
in general in cyber is really, really gets more challenging every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, any, any way we can help th keep things simple is, is important, right. As an industry, but, but, it, but specifically with Plextrack too, you know, we, we do try to keep it as simple as possible and here's how you can get started. Right. Um, so yeah, so now it's, it's an exciting time in the industry um, and an important time in the industry. And, and, you know, we're excited to, to be a part of it. Awesome. Awesome, Dan. Uh, you know, kind of in closing, I'd love for you to just just sort of uh, give give you the mic, give you the opportunity to, um, you know, just just give any advice to other founders in our region, in the in the Rockies that may be listening. Um, you know, just what, what advice would you give them if they have an idea or an inspiration? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think don't don't give up on it. You know, I mean, I, I think val validate it to to the extent that that you can. Right. I mean, I think I, 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 I'm cautious to say don't ever give up, but but definitely, you know, don't give up early. Right. You're going to get a lot of you're going to get a lot of no's or a lot of you know skepticism because just there's you know, entrepreneurship is not a common thing. Right. It's it's a it's a risky thing that most people haven't done and most people won't do. Um, so so don't don't be shy to to share your ideas and to to take to take the good and the bad feedback. I think that's especially early on when you're trying to validate an idea, um, you know, take it take it as as a kind of a systematic approach and, and, and more of a, a you know, you're always in this testing mode and 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 be be comfortable with, you know, that you're going to get you're going to get some negative advice and some negative feedback, you know, with the positive. Um, and, and so keep going, right? I mean, I think um, you can always look, you can always look from the outside on a company, even like ours and think, oh man, they've just been doing this, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's up and to the right. They, you know, and, and that, that's just not true. There's always the ups and downs of, of, you know, business ownership and, and entrepreneurship. And so, um, so just, you know, take every day as I'm going to learn and grow, you know, um, from, from whatever comes my way today. And, and I think that, uh, you know, that's, that's what's gotten us this far. So, <laughs> and, and hopefully we'll yeah. continue. So that's awesome, Dan. I, I really just want to thank you again for being on the show. I mean, as somebody that I've, I've really admire in our region and it's been such a, such a pleasure and, and so exciting to see the, you know, you, you grow and the company grow over the past couple of years. So thanks. Thanks for sharing. I well, think. yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I, um, and always happy to do it and, and happy to, happy to, happy to chat entrepreneurship anytime. It's fun. So awesome. Could you, uh, could you please tell our audience where they could find you and, uh, Plex track online? Yep. Yep. So, so, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, just, uh, Daniel DeClaus, I think is my actual name <laughs> on the, on online on LinkedIn. <laughs> so that's where I'm most active. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I, I am on Twitter as at wheelhouse with two threes instead of E's. Um, and I'm not as active on Twitter to be honest, but, uh, um, and then PlexTrack, um, we do, you know, PlexTrack.com, P-L-E-X-T-R-A-C.com. And, and we do have at PlexTrack for, for, uh, Twitter. And then we do have a, a web, web page presence in uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and all that. So. Awesome, Dan. Thanks okay. so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Found in the Rockies. You can find links in the show notes or go to our podcast page at nextfrontiercapital.com to get links and contact information for today's guests. If you like what you heard and want more, please rate, review, and subscribe to get notified as our new episodes drop. We'll see you next time.